Hello and welcome to the Moisture Farm Report, the Star Wars podcast that someone probably should erase from the archive memory. We are back to discuss some more Star Wars topics for you today. My name is James Matthews and with me as always is Adam Wheeler. How are you doing, Adam? I am very good, man. Um, I'm just kind of uh, chilling, not really... Yeah, just been taking it easy today. Um, mm-hmm. Been doing a little bit of work, been doing a little bit of prep for stuff, but I'm looking forward to this episode specifically. Um, mm-hmm. This should be a good one. But how are you doing, man? You okay? I'm doing very good. I uh, I watched The Phantom Menace last night, um, which I've not Ooh. watched for a long time, not for many years, actually. And, really? Yeah. And I, I watched it because I, with Kenobi coming out in at the end of May, I'm trying to do a rewatch of essentially the kind of Obi-Wan Kenobi saga. Um Oh, so okay. I'm going. I'm going right. through the prequels, and I'm thinking because I'm on Clone Wars at the moment. I'm about halfway through that. I'm yeah. thinking if I watch the Phantom Menace, yes. Attack of the Clones, yes. the other half of Clone Wars, then yes. Revenge of the Sith, hopefully just yes. before Obi Wan Kenobi comes out, yes. then watch Kenobi, and then watch A New Hope afterwards to kind of cap off, <laughs> cap off this saga. That's brilliant. It's it's kind of cool as well because there is that um, concurrent Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith cut that you can mm. put together um, yes. which is like this mega cut of like three hours long and it's yeah. just absolutely brilliant and if you could if you, if you could do all of clone wars get to mm. the final arc of the final season yep. and then do the mega cut watch of that and the rent of the Sith, <laughs> or you're in for a treat well james um seen as though we are yeah i think it's about time to get on to today's topic shall we shall we get started what would you do if i said no I guess we just end the podcast and we just stop. <laughs> we just we just go to bed. <laughs> okay, then that yeah. sounds good. No, yeah. Thank you for listening to Adam and I. This has been. <laughs> let's make a cup of tea. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go talk about something else. <laughs> now nah, let's talk about what? the topic while we're here. <laughs> okay, let's let's go for it. Just took a big gulp of tea. So, Adam, <laughs> what is it that we're going to be talking about today? So, James, um, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. We're not going to be doing a character bio. We're not going to be doing a planet bio. We're mm-hmm. not going to be doing a story arc bio. In fact, we're going to be looking at video games of Star Wars, which um, I'm really excited because this is something we, we were talking about the other week. And it's mm. something that when this episode get comes out it should be sort of around a similar time or within a few weeks of the new lego star wars game coming out so it seems yes. like an opportune time to just reflect on some of maybe the most famous games that have been released or just a general history of star wars gaming in general yeah so like you said this is going to come out i think it's a couple of weeks at the moment when we're recording this until lego star wars comes out but depending on where this sits in our schedule, we should be kind of neck deep in Lego Star Wars by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> We're going to be swimming in bricks. <laughs> We're going to be swimming in bricks. And like you said, we've grown up kind of playing video games and with Star Wars and of course playing Star Wars video games. So we want to celebrate some of our favourite memories of playing Star Wars, some of our earliest memories of playing Star Wars games. We've even taken to Twitter. We've got some responses from some of our listeners uh, for their yes. favourite Star Wars games, which is fantastic. I cannot wait to yes. share some of those. Should we get on into it? Let's do it. I mean, yeah, I mean, George Lucas's Star Wars is a well of inspiration for video games. I mean, in in the nearly 40-year history of mm-hmm. the franchise, they, did you know there's been more than 100 games released wow. of, of Star Wars Origins on all across consoles, PCs, mobile devices, handhelds, all sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've probably played a fraction of that. <laughs> like, I'm talking like 1% or 2% of that. Yeah, I think I've barely scratched the surface of that. Yeah. It goes to show that maybe our, our personal knowledge of 
what's out there is probably lacking but you know, <laughs> our passion our passion is still the same and as high as ever <laughs> but you know saying that we have played our fair share mm-hmm. and i don't know about you but during you know let's just call it the dark times right you know the sad <laughs> years where that we were convinced that we would get nothing else like there was no mm. star wars g- happening there was no films we were like it's over. Like for me, at least, <laughs> games were the only way that I could live out my fandom. Was it the same yeah. for you? Yeah, it was the kind of after Revenge of the Sith, and then there was the Clone Wars that was trickling along, and there was talk of potentially some other shows. But yeah, there was no sense of another film or another trilogy or another anything coming for a long time. So a lot of that was just replaying Star Wars games and creating kind of characters in your mind that you were playing as. Or yeah. um, I remember playing like Lego Star Wars a lot and creating the kind of custom characters that you could on there. Yeah, yes. Oh, oh, just the best. I mean, I'm this kind of skipping ahead because it was obviously one of my questions. Yeah. But I remember in just secondary school, just going around my friend's house and just loading up the original trilogy of Lego, uh, Lego mm. Star Wars, and just creating like a half droid, half Jedi. Like I said, it was just the only way that you could wrestle with the lore outside of mm. reading comics or reading magazines or going back and rewatching the films. But it was also the way that you could live it, live um, out your fandom with your friends. Yeah. So this brings, to my, brings me to my next question, James. Do yes. you remember what the first Star Wars video game you ever played was? I think, I think it was the Attack of the Clones uh, game for Game Boy Advance. Oh, I I ne- I've never played that. My overriding memories of the Attack of the Clones game on Game Boy Advance were actually how terrible it was. It was so <laughs> so horrible to play. Um, if anyone, in terms of like what the like the mechanics or just yeah. In general, so it was. I, I mean, cast your mind back to kind of early two thousands gaming. Do you remember the Game Boy Advance? Yeah. This little like battery powered oh, oh, handheld well, console. Very well. Um, for any of our young listeners, this was before the Nintendo DS. This was. Yes. Real kind of yes. like chunky plastic cartridge, double A batteries. This was even before backlit screens were a thing. Yes. So you have to sort of go under a lamp to sort of see the screen at times. Yeah. So it was like a kind of side scrolling platforming game. Um, and it had a couple of missions where you were flying, like going through the asteroid belt, for example, chasing Django Fett's ship. Yeah. And I just remember it being so janky and so difficult right. to kind of when you're platforming to kind of know where the edges of the platforms were or to jump across anything, to time yeah. your lightsaber swings with people shooting at you. And right, right. I never completed it. James, are you saying that this game was harder than Dark Souls? I'm saying to, yeah, childhood me, this game was definitely harder than Dark Souls was to adult me. <laughs> I'm sure if I went and played it as an adult, I'd probably be able to do it. But I think as a child... <laughs> I was just like, this is impossible. I cannot do this. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is just an inherently hard game. Maybe. That is just difficult for anyone. But of course, in like 2002, this was the only Star Wars game I had. This was years before right. um, the kind of Lego Star Wars games came around. I didn't have anything like a yeah. PlayStation to have anything else on. So no, even no. though it was so gosh down frustrating, even though I could not beat this game for the life of me, and even though I wanted to throw yeah. this cartridge at the wall sometimes... Yeah, I just yeah. kept on replaying and replaying the game until yes. hoping that I could beat it or until I then got yeah. a better game that I could play more. <laughs> uh, not another Star Wars game, though, probably. No, probably. I probably went on to Pokemon <laughs> after that. I'll tell you what my, my first um, Star Wars game that mm-hmm. I ever had was. Uh, was Star Wars Racer. 
on PlayStation oh, 1. Oh, yes, I've heard of this. I remember my dad buying it for me. Mm. He got it for me secondhand from a from a game game store. Yeah. Um, and he knew I liked Star Wars. He knew that I had a PS1 and liked gaming, so he mm-hmm. got me that. And it was very much like a Mario Kart-esque game, <laughs> but Star Wars pod racing. Yeah. So you flick through all the pod racing um, drivers or pilots, as you call them, and go and you race across all the different worlds and you, you've got these sort of... Uh, side routes, these little shortcuts that you can take, uh, which just add add an, another element yeah. of um, difficulty <laughs> or intricacy to it. Um, the graphics weren't great, <laughs> but I used to love that game so much because it was another way of not only living out my fantasy of like the prequels, but it got to expand my knowledge of the lore of pod racing in Star Wars mm. Universe, which is almost like what we're doing now, like looking through <laughs> Wikipedia, when, say, we did a research article or research uh, research an episode on pod racing. Yeah. You know, kind of what we're doing as adults now, but <laughs> this was basically me uh, when I was, what, eight or nine or seven, however old I was, getting to see all these different planets and all these different characters. It was brilliant. That does sound amazing. I wish I'd played Star Wars Racer, but I, I never had a PlayStation <laughs> at the time. I heard, I did see the other day, I think it's actually been ported out to Nintendo Switch as a kind of classic Star yes. Wars bundle. So I might pick that yes. up cheap one day and give that a go. But yeah, um, actually, I've got here a little bit of a brief history okay. of Star Wars video games, which... Um, oh, I'd love to hear that. I mean I, I mean, I didn't know a lot of this, mm-hmm. so you might find this really interesting. But well, here's the thing. Would you like to know what the first ever Star Wars video game was? Ooh, can I guess? Can you give me the year that it came out? It came out in 1983. Oh, okay. Um, earlier than yeah. I thought. I forget video mm. games came out before the 90s. Um, well, what, did, what, did you, what, what did you think was going to be the day? <laughs> well, I was thinking it was going to be something like Shadows of the Empire or Jedi Knight, oh, which came out mid-90s. But okay. I, maybe, okay. Was it something, was it like Super Star Wars? Was it one of the kind of arcade games? Um, no, 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 not an arcade okay, game. Okay, interesting. Um, so the first one, yeah, was kind of released concurrently. Um, as a movie tie-in yeah. around the time of Empire Strikes Back, which, which is crazy wow. to think, right? That, that, you know, it's coming out around the same time. And it was developed... Um, yeah, it came out around 1983, mm-hmm. a few years after the release of the film, yeah. for the Atari 2600. Nice. It was an extremely stripped-down um, interpretation of the Battle of Hoth, mm. effectively. It was almost like a nine-pixel <laughs> sp- um, speeder like... Going through and going through this kind of psychedelic backdrop, yeah. kind of a side-scrolling thing, um, and even in more interestingly, it was uh, developed by the Parker Brothers. Mm-hmm. Who do you know what they they made? Uh, no, but I, I feel I'm going to kick myself when you tell me. They're the developers of the Cluedo. Of Cluedo. Oh, those Parker Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a funny. Crazy. That's a funny turn to make. It's I'm weird. assuming they made other things um, as well. It wasn't just Cluedo and the Empire Strikes Back. I mean, that was one of their. That was one of their main ones. Interesting. I wonder why they turned from board to video games. I don't know, but um, sort of throughout the years they kind of developed offshoots of this. So, I mean, they basically, the next one on was a year later, they developed um, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. Death Star Battle for the same console, yeah. Atari 2600, which was effectively, um, was a shooting game, but this time you man the iconic Millennium Falcon. Nice. And, you know, you sh- I know, classic, right? <laughs> uh, you shot down TIE fighters and you chipped away at the Death Star before delivering the final blow to the reactor core, destroying the Death Star once and for all. Brilliant. Um, which sounds... Right up our alley, right? Oh yeah, that's a, if I was alive in the eighties, I would have played the absolute hell out of that. But yeah, I mean, there was a load of there was a load of games around this mm-hmm. time. In the same year, there was Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, Jedi Arena. Yeah, they had Star Wars Arcade in the same year as well, mm-hmm. um, which was 
kind of based on A New Hope. So they went from Return of the Jedi back to A New Hope. Um, and then we go to 1984, Star Wars Return of the Jedi once again. So they've re-released <laughs> released that again. But that, this time they took this to arcades. Yeah. Um, and it sort of recreated numerous scenes from from the film. So it included a speeder bike chase on Endor. It included a Millennium Falcon assault on the Death Star mm-hmm. in a quite cin- more cinematic way. Quite quite cool. Yeah. So there's a load of load of games around this time. I'm going to skip a couple of years ahead to 1987, mm-hmm. which was um, the year that basically where Star Wars, the video game, was uh, introduced to the Japanese market. Yeah. So by this point, the Atari was flagging in the console market and Nintendo's 8-bit system was on the rise. Yeah making it a perfect candidate for the new Star Wars game. So in 1987, Namco brought Star Wars to the Japan market mm. um, for, the, uh, for the NES. Um, so that was really cool. And that mm-hmm. sort of introduced, obviously, a lot more people and a lot more people around the world to Star Wars through video yeah. games. So yeah, this, this is so weird. This all, It's not known as the golden era of video games by any means. And, and the fact that both me and you had no idea about <laughs> pretty much any of these video games kind of is telling yeah because like i said i forget sometimes that video games existed before the 90s outside of those massive arcade (laughs) machines i forget that you had home consoles like the atari and the nintendo's later in the decade but it's very cool thinking that after after 1983 obviously we're talking about after 2005 thinking there's not going to be any more star wars but after 1983 that was it for star wars for something like 16 years so the fact you had these video games coming out that's pretty cool how they i assume they probably had a big deal in keeping the kind of enthusiasm and the lust for star wars going into into the 90s exactly and it would have really captured a lot of the younger generation as well but yeah you get to now 1991 Mm -hmm. and this is sort of known as the lucas arts golden age okay right so this sort of period between 1991 and 1999 where when um, George Lucas kind of began to realise how much money was sort of rushing out the window as he sort of outsourced all the video games to, like, different players in the games industry. Yeah. And he was sort of like, why am I doing this? This seems like quite a lucrative thing. They're making so much money. I could make so much money. And it's mine. So why am I doing this? So he, so he decided to bring the Star Wars gaming brand in, in-house mm-hmm. to his already well-established LucasArts brand. Yeah. So in 1991, LucasArts released an 8-bit game called Star Wars. <laughs> Very okay. original. Start at the beginning. Very original yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then LucasArts followed up with a couple more 16-bit adaptions mm-hmm. of the original trilogy. But around that time, in 1993, a video game came out called uh, X-Wing. Oh, I've heard of X-Wing. We, yeah, yeah. And this is sort of widely regarded as a really popular cult classic, mm. which sort of, you know, it, it, and it and it brought flight simulation into yes. the world of Star Wars, which is... You know, which we have now, you know, with Star Wars Squadrons, which, you know, obviously stems all the way back to this in 1993. That's something that I've heard about Star Wars video games is that they've, like, especially the early ones, they pioneered a lot of this kind of bringing other elements into video games or kind of pushing forward that technology. I think in a similar way to how the films kind of pushed forward film technology, just because it was pushing against the boundaries of what George Lucas wanted to do. And I think a lot of the video games were kind of like that, like you said, bringing the kind of 16 bit in and bringing in these flight simulator elements. So cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so cool, isn't it? And it just sort of continues the trend of George Lucas and Star Wars sort of pushing the boundaries of what cinema is yeah. and what, how much imagination you can bring to the, the world. Yeah. It's brilliant. And, and after this, you know, LucasArts began to get its um, feet wet in sort of 3D home consoles. Mm-hmm. So Star Wars Dark Forces came in 1995 for the PlayStation. Yeah. 
Um, that game was received quite decently, actually, but it was the sequel, Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, mm-hmm. that really took the world by storm by proving that Star Wars could thrive in a first-person shooter environment. <laughs> so that is sort of the first one of the first examples of uh, where, you know, the Star Wars Battlefront franchise yeah. sort of came from, in a way. And then there was... Ready for this, James? Ready for this? I'm ready. Are you, are you, are you prepared? Yep, I just Drum took a swallow please. of tea. Okay. Then there was Shadows of the Empire. Shadows Yay! of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. The, 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 the game, um, which was effectively an N64 launch title in mm-hmm. 1996, um, which is one of your all-time... Well, is it? I mean, is it one of your favourite games, or maybe is it the one that you you have a lot of knowledge of? I, I've never played it. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> I did an oh, episode wait, on Shadows of the Empire last season, but I've never played the game. I've never read the book. This was all oh, Wikipedia. Okay. I'm going to read the okay, book this year, but otherwise, it was all Wikipedia research. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I've shattered that's the illusion. Let, let down. I do oh, have a fact, okay. though, for the Shadows of the Empire game, which oh, do you? Okay, I say a fact. It. It's a very loosely remembered fact. Um, yes. You say it was an N64 release title. Uh, Nintendo, yeah. I can't remember who it was at Nintendo, but they had some kind of input and suggestions. They saw right. how the game was being produced and they saw the animation style. And they had yeah. some ideas for, um, they suggested like moving the camera angle kind of further back so it was like a kind of floating camera behind the protagonist so that you could see them better. And they recommended as well being able to see the protagonist's feet because originally in the oh. renders, their feet were hidden. And they yes. were like, no, this looks a bit weird if you can't see their feet. It looks like they've got weird stretchy legs. I think it was based yeah, on what they've yeah. been doing with Mario at the time. So wait, you mean that, you mean that, what do you mean? So you mean the camera could actually see a character's feet rendered in yeah. front of them? Or you mean... Is that what you mean? No, I mean the camera kind of followed floating behind the protagonist. Right. Uh, oh, okay. But it was just at an angle where the feet were actually visible on screen. So you could see the oh, entire okay. character model. Uh, I think before it was right. sort of the ankles kind of stopped at the bottom of the screen and you couldn't see their feet at yes. all. But I mean, after this, uh, well, there was a game that was released on the Game Boy Color actually called Yoda Stories in 1997. Oh, nice. <laughs> which uh, I, I know nothing about, but it sounds fun, right? It yeah, sounds Yoda cute. Stories. It sounds great. Um, although no Yaddle stories to uh, rival it, so you know, missing out. Come on, Nintendo, put one on the Switch. Maybe, maybe now is the time to bring out a Grogu stories to, yes. to harness, you know, harken back to that. <laughs> um, there was also a fighting game brought out called Masters of Terrace Cassie, mm-hmm. which, um, on my, in my research, um, somebody called it the worst Star Wars game <laughs> ever made. I have heard <laughs> so, it is appalling. Um, but by the late 90s, LucasArts were pretty much prototyping for the publisher that they'd soon become, so mm. they released their first RTS, Star Wars Rebellion and a more casual interpretation of X-Wing called Rogue Squadron 3D. Mm-hmm. Then, then James, 1999 mm-hmm. to 2013. This is sort of like the experimental years. Okay. Went a bit weird. <laughs> they started to really bring out the big guns and try and really experiment with some yeah. interesting titles. Is this like the Beatles' so, later albums? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. This is, um, yeah, this is the concept album years, isn't it? Um, <laughs> this is the white album of LucasArts. Yeah, yeah, this is the white album, yeah. But um, the decade started off with my... Mm-hmm my um, first ever video game that I played, Star Wars Racer. And then there was the beat-em-up Star Wars Episode One Jedi Power Battles, uh, which was released in 2000. I have played that. Have you? Really? Yeah. Oh, what do you remember of it? My friend's older brother had it, and I think I played it once on their PlayStation. Yeah. I think you could play as Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, and also Mace Windu, Plo Koon, and yeah. Adi Galia, which was really cool. It was a game that I remember uh, I always wanted a PlayStation to play it on, but I never had one at the time. No um, no Ki Adi Mundi you can play Ki Adi Mundi? I don't think you could. 
sadly. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's time to bring that back and then put an ex- you know expansion pack on it, the Kiadimundi expansion pack. Um, and then, yeah, so then you had um, RTS Star Wars Force Commando, you had some Rogue Squadron mm-hmm. series titles like Battle for Naboo, um, so some good ones there. And then one which, two which stand out to me, which were Star Wars Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which sounds brilliant, because uh, why would you not want to play as Obi-Wan Kenobi? Of course. Just saying. And then there was Star Wars Bounty Hunter, because uh... the idea of embodying Jango Fett um sounds also like a really appealing appealing thing probably for james as well <laughs> very much so it's another one i've heard of and i think yeah. actually that's on the playstation store at the moment i think it's i think there's a kind really? of a port or a remaster but then uh so we get jedi knight mm-hmm. 2 jedi outcast but then james we get okay yeah. we get two mmos mm. one being star wars galaxies and the other being knights of the old republic again another one i've not played but i've heard a lot about it I've, all, all I've heard is that that's one of the best games yeah. ever ever released, like one of the best Star Wars games ever done, and I'm extremely jealous that I've never played it. It just, like, mm. back in the day I used to play so much, um, I used to play World of Warcraft, well, so I used to play RuneScape, so it seemed like it would have been right up my alley. Yeah. Um, it, then, in 2004, we got the first Star Wars Battlefront game. Yeah, we did. What a game. What a what game. What a game. Yes. Um, although me and you have difference of opinions on this. Mm-hmm. Um, you prefer the first Battlefront, whereas I prefer the second Battlefront. I prefer the first Battlefront because I suck at shooting games and the first Battlefront is a <laughs> lot slower. Fair. <laughs> I mean, I prefer the second one because that was the one that I I played mostly with my friends yeah. uh, for like most of my secondary school life. Yeah. And I just love I loved the Galactic Conquest mode. Oh, that was so where cool. Which was just so fun because you just slowly made your way around the map and took over different planets. And then, you know, you could see like the opposing enemy coming in the opposite direction across the galaxy. Yeah. And when you met over a, over a planet, you would then engage in the star battle. Yes. Um, and then also, did you know on, the, on that um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 game, you could do a um, unlimited health cheat mm. by if you went into the menu, I think it, can I remember this off the top of my head? <laughs> it was like up, up, left, down, down, right, up, up left right it's something along those lines hang on a second i'm gonna blow Are your you mind what the actual cheat code was? no i'm gonna i've got it on a piece of paper <laughs> okay. somewhere in my room and i think i know where it is you're no <laughs> oh my goodness okay for anyone who is wondering james has just gone off the camera and he's now gone to a corner of his room where presumably he has it written down on it he d- you do not ha- you've not been able to find it that quickly surely i've got a basket of video that- games and i have here Star Wars Battlefront 2, the PlayStation 2, which I think inside. Yes, here we go. What did you think the code was? <laughs> oh, God, okay, I can't <laughs> believe you've got it. Okay, I think it's... Okay, do it, we'll do it three at a time. Okay. I think it's up, I think it's up, up left. Mm-hmm. Oh, have I got that right? I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> no, I, d- I didn't get it right. Okay, up, up left, down, down, right... Up, I, and then I, then I, then it gets shaky. Then there's something, and then left, right. But anyway, go for it. You what were it? so close. Was I really? <laughs> so you said up, up, left, down, down, right. Yeah. Something left, right. Yes. It's up, 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 left. Okay. Down, 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 left. Yes. Up, 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 left, right. I knew it. I knew it was something like that. Hot diggity damn, I knew it. <laughs> but it's just I missed out I missed out one up and one down and one up again. Seventeen oh. years and we can still remember that cheat code. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe I had it to it hand as well. I can't 
can't believe honestly i just said on camera to, to the viewers that you i can't believe you found it that quickly but it's what it's just in the it's in your um it's in the video game case yeah i've just got a box of video games uh down by the console and I've, for some reason i've still got the playstation 2 games in there even though i don't have my ps2 anymore is it have is there any other cheats on your on your paper uh, the only other, other one i've got is unlimited ammo which is oh that was one up yes. down yes. left down down left down down left down 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 left right that's unbelievable if anyone's still Can playing believe- star wars battlefront 2 from 2005 and you want the codes there they are <laughs> as if they don't exist on the internet already um james what was your favorite map on the original battlefront one or two uh on the original one from 2004 it was renvar which is a planet i don't think oh. many people know i don't think it's really been in anything apart from the battlefront game uh, but it no. was essentially a kind of ruined fortress on a big snowy mountaintop. And I remember right, it just being right. so much fun to play through this kind of like frosty ruin. I can't think what it would have been on Battlefront 2, though. I think I loved the Jedi Temple. That was so much fun. What about you? Um, I, I remember liking Hoth quite a lot yeah. because I remember being able to kind of jump over a portion of the map and to get into an to a, to a secondary portion of the map where... Like the the escape vehicles, yes. the escape uh, Mon Calamari ships were. But for some reason, I just remember it being like you could scale a side of the map, get over that, and then you just fall into this secondary zone. Yeah, which I think potentially was like a part of a different game mode, which was separated. It was part of the campaign, I think. I seem to remember the final yeah. campaign mission was on Hoth. I didn't know you could get in that in the main part of the game. I'm going to have to go and play this now. We knew, yeah. Uh, do, I, do I still have it? I definitely have it on PS2, but I, there's no <laughs> way I'd be able to play it. Um, although I did download it for PC years ago as a remake, so maybe I need to dig that Interesting. up. Interesting. Um, but let's, let's, let's move on to the history for a little bit. So okay. let's just speed things up a bit. You know, um, well, actually, ah, around this time, um, the fir- one of the first um, Lego Star Wars games came out. Well, hey. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Let's... Um, I, you know, there's, there's, there's extra bits in my history, you know, like Force Unleashed came out a few years mm-hmm. later, which, you know, hugely uh, very popular. much something that I played quite a lot. But let's just talk about Lego Star Wars for a bit, because obviously that's a big part of both of our histories. <laughs> Probably, would you say that's one of our favourite Star Wars games? I think for sure, yeah. It's definitely, I'm sure it's the one I played the most, because I had the complete saga on Wii and I used to play that so much. Yeah, I think I had it. I think I had the the original, well, yeah, I think I had the prequel trilogy lego star wars on ps2 mm-hmm. and then i think i got i got the complete saga yeah. on ps2 as well yeah and i and it was just also you it was this amazing way of like customizing your favorite jedi as well yes i would always um every time i played that i'd always make at least one of the custom characters to be mara jade from the expanded universe nice. because i thought she was so cool and she never had any kind of or i think she was in some video games but none that i'd ever played before so it's cool yeah, to try and make yeah, this character. Yeah. And just so and look at, you know, and let's just bring this back to the modern day. Mm. I mean, we it's still as popular to this day yes. as it was back when we were kids. Yeah. And the impact that Lego Star Wars has cannot be understated. No. It's just it's taken off. And like to the point where one of my members of my family, I think, he's still he's playing Lego Star Wars now. Yeah. Um and it's just crazy to think that when I go around that when I go around their house and I see that he's playing Lego Star Wars, I can just sit there and go, hey. You know, I played that when when I was a kid as well. <laughs> um, but let's let's just um, let's try and wrap this history up. I mean, at this point, after Force Unleashed, which was banging a banging game, by the way, um, mm-hmm. a, Disney sort of bought up the ownership of Star Wars around 2012, right? And in the following yeah. year, 
they kind of shut down the LucasArts company. It sort of wasn't really releasing any other games. Um, but then 2014 comes and onwards. Mm-hmm. We get the EA era, which is sort of the era yes. that we're in now. Um, so they kind of, Disney announced an exclusive partnership with EA. And I remember this well. I remember there being this massive fanfare at one of, mm. um, at, at, I think, an E3 back in like 2013 or 2014. Yeah. So then they released the next Battlefront, the next Battlefront 2. Um, and let's just let's just touch on the controversy that came out with Battlefront 2, <laughs> right? Do you remember that? I remember a lot to do with kind of microtransactions and loot boxes. Yeah, it was just, it was this thing where, yeah, people were just getting so annoyed that you you could not, like people would just buy their way into succeeding yeah. online and, they, and it was so expensive and it was just everywhere for anything. I guess it was around the time when a lot of video game players were growing into adults with disposable income or at least teenagers yeah. with disposable income. Yeah, yeah. But but it was cool, wasn't it? Because the the backlash from the fans and the collective mm. action was big enough to make EA kind of scale that back, wasn't it? Yeah. Because they they made they they actually made changes to the game as a result, which is brilliant mm. to see. But let's skip once again a couple of years to here we are now, basically with the game that James has literally just finished in the last few <laughs> weeks, Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Man, what a game! What a game that was. Um, and then we also have Star Wars Squadrons um, mm-hmm. that was released in 2020, which is a game that I have a very, very a love-hate relationship with. Yeah. It's a game that I have wanted to do for ages and wanted to play a flight simulator in Star Wars, but I'm not mm-hmm. good at it. I'm not good at it. So, <laughs> so I just load up and I die within the first like five, ten minutes. But it's yeah. just, I, but I still just have this sort of childlike enthusiasm and and mm. sort of spark of joy when i just see myself flying through the galaxy in this in this x-wing it's just so fun now you know um, how i felt playing attack of the clones on game boy advance <laughs> um the jedi fallen order how did you mm-hmm. find that did you enjoy it i really loved it and i think i remember when it came out i remember seeing people talking about it before i got a chance to play it and it seemed to be the kind of game that revitalized a lot of star wars gaming didn't it after after that kind of backlash from battlefront and where a lot of games were just the kind of first person shooter you suddenly yeah. got this narrative-driven yeah. uh, story about a Jedi, and it seemed to be kind of exactly what people wanted, or a lot of yeah. people wanted. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's interesting now. We're a couple of years on from it being released. We're coming up to a sequel potentially coming out in the mm. next couple of years, and yeah. it's still a game that people are raving about. It's still a game that people yeah. are discovering for the first time, and it's fantastic. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and an original story as well, yes. uh, which is even better to see because... One of the games that I think we we skipped on, or the ones that I really enjoyed playing as a kid, was Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith mm. on PlayStation Two, which was you know a, a brilliant game, but it just currently just went through the series. Excuse yeah. me, it just went through the series of events of Revenge of the Sith. But James, shall we have a look through some of the uh, fan favorites that have been put out on Twitter? Yeah, let's do it because we've touched on a couple of them already. Um, just going through the history, but yeah, you bring up the Revenge of the Sith game you mentioned a few minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, yep. Star Wars Skinny Podcast on Twitter said he loved playing as Anakin and Vader fighting through the Jedi Temple there. It was super nice. fun. He also said it was great uh, flying around in Pod Racer in Darth Maul's speeder. Which nice. I don't know if that's the racer game that you played or not. I think there were a lot of racer and Pod Racer games coming out around the same time. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly Racer 2. But yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely um, playing as Anakin going through the Jedi Temple was, yeah. Fantastic. Mm. Do we have any others? Yes. Uh, so Seeker821 or at Seeker Streams on Twitter 
they said that Knights of the Old Republic was one of the best RPGs of all time, which I think you mentioned. Okay. Uh, a lot of people have said Knights of the Old Republic is a brilliant game, and I really wish I'd played it back yeah. in the day. Uh, our friend Aaron on Twitter said about Jedi Fallen Order, said it was amazing, challenging, yeah. but so rewarding when you master the techniques. Yeah. And that BD-1 is one of the cutest Star Wars droids hand down, which I think we can Absolutely. all agree with. Yes, and great that we got a BD unit in the Mand well, the Book of Boba Fett. Yes, there's been so much talk after that about whether Cal Kestis might turn up in some live-action stuff, which I really hope he will do. Well, I mean, that's it. I mean, yeah, they they, ref they referenced um, Nur mm, on yes. the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Yeah, that's true. There's so much kind of Fallen Order stuff being worked into... Um, into the new series, and that's really awesome. Mm. So Natalie on Twitter as well, at Natov Naboo, said, mm -hmm. a fun memory I have was playing the Lego Star Wars games when I was younger. The pod racing part in The Phantom Menace was so difficult, and I remember wanting to throw my controller at the TV. I fully <laughs> relate to that, because I remember... I feel you. I remember it being yeah. so, so difficult when you're going through the kind of, like, Beggar's Canyon and these caves and stuff, and you're trying to get the mini kits that are floating there, while yes, also staying yes, on the track yes. and avoiding all of the obstacles... Oh, it was so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And because those missions um, were on rails as well, it wasn't like a free-roaming thing, so if you missed a mini-kit, you had to start the whole level again. Because you Really? Crack. I don't remember that. Oh, I, it's Wow, been, oh, okay. I'm getting, like, flashbacks now. <laughs> Just bringing, bringing back horrible memories. Oh, I'm going to struggle to sleep tonight oh. thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you know what? Um, I've got, I've got mm -hmm. one here um, from a, a tweet. Well, a tweet we put out a few weeks yep. ago. Um, but from, I think it's Osso underscore Pelush, yep. Pelushi. They said, I love Jedi Academy, mm. the game Jedi Academy, simply because it's the only game that lets me play as my favourite species, a Keldor. Ah, oh, yes, the Plo Koon. Uh, oh, is that what they are? I believe right. that's what the Keldor Interesting. are. Um, I don't know much about Jedi Academy, but uh, would love to know more. Santi Strange mm -hmm. says it's going to be, it's got to be Jedi Knight 2. Yes. Jedi Outcast. Um, fair play, fair play. And then Jordan... Or the Jordan ninety <laughs> says Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, I feel you. It was incredible um, and just so damn replayable. Like, and because there was always an incentive to replay it in terms yeah. of either getting more trophies or collectibles all the yeah. time. Um, like, yeah, just brilliant. And then there's just this uh, one guy called at James Matthews, who I don't <laughs> know who he is. Um, he's he says I love Fallen Order. Um, so yeah, thank you James, whoever you are. God, he sounds like a handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it seems like there's a lot of you out there who have really special memories and fond memories of LEGO, of, of mm. well, of Star Wars games in general. And it's really good to see. And keep them coming, because we'd still love to see what what's your favourite games, what's your first memories, and we'd love to see what you think of the new Star Wars LEGO game coming out, which will hopefully oh, be around sure. at the same time. So send us, like, your screenshots, send us your screen grabs, send us really funny moments that you have in <laughs> it, um, and hopefully we'll be playing it at the same time as you. Oh, for sure. As soon as it comes out, I'm going to go straight into LEGO Land. I don't know if my bank account will... Uh, We'll agree, though. <laughs> I think it's going to have to have a talking with. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make mine agree, even though it won't, which is probably a good note to uh, <laughs> to wrap the episode up on. Yes, we want to know <laughs> your thoughts on Star Wars video games, um, your favourites, your first memories, or what you're looking forward to in the future. What Star Wars game would you like to see? 
Um, let us know your thoughts on social media at Moisture Farm Rep, or you can send us an email at moisturefarmpod at gmail.com. In fact, if you have any suggestions about topics, characters, or places in the Star Wars universe that we should discuss, send them our way too. You can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Wheeler underscore Deals. And I'm at James16Matthews. And if you like this episode, why not subscribe and leave us a review on your platform of choice? Thank you for listening to James and I. We'll be back next time discussing more of the incredible universe that is Star Wars. But until then, we will see you next time on the Moisture Farm Report. Okay, so idea for a video game for the future. Oh, do you? Okay, what is it? Max Rebo Guitar Hero.